Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. We are going to go to the word of the Lord this morning. Let us all go to, go to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 7, verse 14. A, in a time of prosperity, prosper. This is the tree life version, amen. In a time of prosperity, prosper. And my subject this morning is grace for prosperity. Grace for prosperity. Our late Bishop Babum Zimela used to say, Inking Unayo, Aksi Kanda Lelepete, Inking Ayako, Himali. Because once you have money, even your headache goes away. There's a song that says, Aglalegi Magnemali. So the Bible is very clear about money that it answers all things. Hallelujah. So my subject this morning is grace for prosperity. Grace for prosperity. Because we need grace as God prospers us. And here this morning, you know, talking about prosperity, I'll be referring to everything. You know, money, good health, Hallelujah, Bazalwan. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 8, verse 18, in the Amplifier Version, it says, But you shall earnestly remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. It is he who gives you the power to get wealth. Sometimes we think it's our job. Sometimes we think it's our businesses. Sometimes we think it's our career but it is he who gives you the power to generate wealth. It is he who opens those doors. Hallelujah, Bazolan. It is he, the Holy Spirit is there with you in your business, at work. Noma isimo singavumi, but he is there. That he may establish his covenant, which he swore, to your fathers, even as it is this day. So, the preparation of prosperity, Bazalwane, is more important than the manifestation of prosperity. God has to prepare you for prosperity. God has to take you through a journey for prosperity. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. The reason why God does this is so that when riches increase, you do not set your heart in them. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. And we know that God wants us to prosper. God wants you and I to prosper. And not just to prosper, as Mr. David was saying this morning, in one area, 
and failing the other. But this all grace is available for everything in your life. Where you become a successful businessman, an executive at work, and still a great mother or father at home. Because God does not want us, you know, to experience one blessing at the expense of the other. So that is why God prepares us for prosperity. He prepares your heart so that your heart is ready to receive from him. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Before he releases the blessing, because money has a tendency of revealing who we were all along. So if it finds us without a great character, not understanding the assignment, why is God bringing prosperity in my life, it will kill us. It will drive us away from God's presence. God prepares us for prosperity so that we understand the bigger and the clear picture of what he's trying to do. Because when God blesses you, most of the time it's not about you. Initially, it can be about you because now, you know, there are things that you need to put in place to look good, you know, to move to a better place, you know, to, to do certain things. Hallelujah, Barcelona. But that's the initial, that's the beginning of prosperity. Why God wants us to prosper is because poverty silences us. Poverty silences Hallelujah, Bazalwan. But prosperity speaks for us. The Bible is clear that the wisdom of a poor man is despised. So it's important that we prosper, that we succeed. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. And God wants us to prosper because He knows that sometimes our salaries are not enough. Amen. Amen. He knows that, you know, before the 25th, before the 15th, it's not enough. Hallelujah, Bazolan. And we need him to show us, to guide us, to give us the grace to prosper. So our lives and our situations are not a mystery to God. He knows exactly how to do it. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Amen. So God wants us to prosper, to prosper in all things. In all things. The book of First John, of Third, uh, of um, Third John, chapter number one, verse two. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Just as your soul prospers. So the word to prosper, it means to be successful or to thrive. So Unkulungulu here is saying above all, hallelujah, Bazalwan. Unkulungulu wants us to prosper because he's a good God. He is a loving God. 
our poverty, our lack does not please God. Hallelujah, Barcelona, because he is the creator of everything that is here on earth. And God wants to experience prosperity, but the kind of prosperity that comes from him, not the one that, you know, is orchestrated by us, by men. I normally say most of us, we are a retrenchment away from poverty. One business contract that is not renewed from poverty. We have done well to start, but we have not escaped the curse of poverty. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So we are walking and poverty is lingering around us. If I get fired, what am I going to do? If that contract does not get renewed, if my suppliers, if something goes wrong, so poverty, the curse of poverty surrounds us. And it's looking for an opportunity to devour us. But God wants us to prosper in all things. So that not only will I prosper, but the next generation that is going to come to prosper. That my children will prosper. That the next generation of builders, church members, saints, our children will not have to fight the battles that we fought. That they'll find the auditoriums ready. They'll find everything ready. They'll find systems ready. This is how we worship. This is how we serve God. This is how we honor God. Why we are dealing with the spirit of poverty, a demonic spirit, hallelujah, Bazalwane, that seeks to devour us, that seeks to, to keep us. You know what I mean? In a, in that, that does not want us to experience the true prosperity that comes from God. Amen. Amen. So the way God prospers us is different from men. Hallelujah. It's different from the world. What the world calls prosperity is how much you have. How much you have in your bank account, your assets. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. That's what the world calls prosperity. You are prosperous, but in the kingdom of God, you are truly and genuinely prosperous, not because of how much you have, but how much you can give. If it's only good for me and my family, and it's not prosperity, if I can't help somebody else who is in need, it's not prosperity. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Because, like I said, God has a bigger vision and a bigger plan why he wants us to prosper. It's, it can begin with us, but at some point we need to wake up and realize that there is a divine kingdom picture here that is at play. So that is why God prepares us for prosperity. So that, you know, we can have money, not money to have us. So that we can have dominion over it, not it controlling us. Hallelujah, Basalwan. Because money has a way of controlling us. I saw another video on social media which was very interesting and which speaks about this principle. So this guy, they're in a, you know, in their place. Um, he says, 
um, the pink dress, the pink dress, Utimalami Rafi Pumili. Because money gives you a voice. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Money gives you a voice. So that is why our character must be intact. We must know God works in us. We go through situations. Unkulunkulu put us through stuff so that by the time the blessing comes and sits upon your life, you are not confused who's the source. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. I remember when we started in business and when God began, you know, to bless us and to open doors and, you know, taking our business to the next level where now, you know, you are now, you know, operating for me. You know what I mean? When where I come from in the highest level that I've ever seen anybody in my family operate. Hallelujah, Barcelona. And I remember... There was a project we did, and, you know, for the first time, we were paid lots of money. I'm not going to mention what. <laughs> but I was at Builder Church when that payment happened, and we were doing a workshop. And the SMS came, and it was for the first time in that region of money. Yeah. It came, and I was like, okay. And in the morning, and I continued in the workshop. Yeah. And after the workshop, I was tired. I went home and I slept. Yeah. The following day, I went to church. Yeah. Then on Monday, I'm like, oh, I need to pay my tithe. Yeah. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. But if it found me, yeah. I would be Mruti right now. Yeah. Something just came up. Yeah. Because money speaks. It has a voice. Yeah. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So God wants us to prosper in all things. But God's definition of prosperity is not how the world defines it. Because sometimes you can be prosperous as far as the world is concerned, but poor as far as God is concerned. You might think you have a lot of money, you are successful, you have everything, but when God looks at you, you have not even scratched the surface. And we can run ahead of God thinking that we've made it and miss it. Now Jesus, he finds the fishermen that toiled all night and they caught nothing. And they were experienced fishermen. Hallelujah, Barcelona. Uncle Uchesu says, you know, let me teach you. They say to him, we've toiled all night. And sometimes we are toiling for this money, for this prosperity. We are working so hard day and night. Hallelujah. To make this thing work, we are, we are toiling. But when they had an encounter with Jesus, hallelujah, he said to them, let the net down again. Because why, because why prosperity, true and genuine prosperity, comes from the Lord. And what they caught that night, they had never caught such a, such a harvest. Hallelujah, Barcelona. So as far as God is concerned, sometimes we run ahead of ourselves. We think we are successful. We think we are prosperous. And we have not started Barcelona. Uh, the Bible says there was a man from the east referring to Job. And it says he was the wealthiest man. Hallelujah. He had a thousand cattle, sheep, goats. The Bible names them. 
Amen. So Job was rich. He was wealthy. We meet him in chapter 1. The man is successful. The man fears God. The man does everything to, to please God. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Then we get to another chapter where God is, is, is beginning to restore. Hallelujah. And his, one of his friends says, though your beginning was small. So, so though your beginning was small, but your latter end shall be greater. So how come in chapter 1, this man was rich? But the Bible says later, the beginning was small. So as much as Job was rich, but he had not tapped into the true prosperity that comes from the Lord. Hallelujah, Barcelona. He was just scratching the surface. It was the first tender. It was the second tender. It was the third tender. He was just surviving. And he was rich compared to other people. Not compared to God. That is why the Bible says when God restored Job, Hallelujah, Barcelona. He restored Job a hundredfold. He, be, he was so richer. He was so wealthy as compared to before. But at the beginning, we thought he was rich. So, God's definition of prosperity, Barcelona, I find in it, it's different. Hallelujah. The cost of prosperity. The cost of prosperity. What will it cost me and you to walk in God's prosperity? As much as prosperity is a promise from God, there is a price to pay. What will it cost you, you and I, to experience the true and the the true and the genuine prosperity that comes from the Lord. Amen. So number one, God starts with simple basics. Remember I said he prepares the character first. He says bring tithes to the storehouse. Like Mr. David was saying this morning. Amen. Simple basic principle. Amen. Like Elijah and the, and the widow at Zarephath. First make me first. Not because Uncle Uncle, he's trying to, or the, or, the, or the men of God, they're trying to rob a poor woman or rob you. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So the cost of prosperity begins by us doing what God has commanded us in his word. We will never escape the curse of poverty unless we follow this one simple basic principle. Amen, Bazalwan. And as much as at the beginning it's hard, but when you do it for the first time, I tell you, there's going to be a burden, like a load that gets offloaded from you. Hallelujah, Basolani. Because when you bring your tithes into the storehouse, God says, now that we have a covenant, you can come to me, and when you bring your tithe, there are Biblical benefits that you are entitled to because you have honored 
Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So most of us as Christians, we, we do well as far as giving. And some of us are loving. Some of us are generous. And some of us have never been taught, you know, this principle because remember that Usatani Agafuni, he does not want us to know this thing, you know, that will cause us to escape poverty forever. Not only us, but our families, our children. Yeah. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So it starts the cost, number one, the price that you have to pay, number one, to become a committed giver, a committed tither. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. And it starts by praying first. Pray that God helps you to become faithful. And I know that you have debt sometimes. I know that you can't afford. I know that things are tight. Amen, Bazalwan. But little is much with God. Hallelujah. If you bring that little, God will turn it and make it uh, plenty. Yeah. Amen, Basolano. You must ask the boy who had um, five loaves and two fish. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, and God multiplies by us being faithful. Simple, basic principles. In the, in, the, in the book of Malachi, it says like, you know, us being faithful. Simple, basic principles. In the, in, the, in the book of Malachi, it says like, you know, God says to them, you have robbed me. And they act surprised, like, how have we robbed you? Yeah, yeah. Then God says, you know, uh, you, hallelujah. He says, God to say, you are not bringing any offerings into my house. Yeah. Then he says, you are cursed with a curse. Yeah. So, that when we do not honor God with our tithes and our offering, the curse becomes imposed automatically in our lives because that's the word of God. God has declared, amen, that you are cursed with the curse because you have withhold your tithes and offering. So Uncle Uncle, as much as he loves you, as much as he loves me, he does not have, to, he does not do anything. His word just applies and he waits for us for a moment like this in a service where God speaks to us so that our hearts can begin to be yielded towards, you know, um, this principle. So it is a price to pray. It is a cost. Hallelujah. You know, the principle, it is a cost, but when you do it, it begins to yield results. It, begin, it begins, you know, to yield fruits. I am standing here this morning, and I can testify that I have seen God's hand, God, honoring every offering. Amen sacrificially. Amen. Amen. And God will repay you. God will repay you. And when God does him being God, he loves to take the glory. He wants the world to know that it is him who gave you the power to generate wealth. So in your success, don't forget to give him glory. In your promotion, don't forget to give him glory. May his name be on your lips continuously. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So there's a price to pay. There's a price. It will cost you something. You'll have to lay down your life for your family, for your children. 
so that they don't have to go through what you went through. So that they don't have to chase the demons that you chased. Hallelujah, Basalwan. So that they don't have to worry about the things that you worried about. When we're saying Fismas 4 adverts, other people were doing petitions about we don't have enough parking. Hallelujah. So the struggles are not the same. We are of this world, but others are not living like they are of this world. Hallelujah, Basalwan. Amen. So it's a cost. Just like the cost of salvation, Jesus was prepared to lay his life down so that you and I can be saved. So it's a price that I must be prepared to pay. Amen. And God being a faithful God, when we lay down our lives, Barcelona, and we honor him, Unkulunkulu will send you unexpected prosperity. Unexpected prosperity. What do I mean? This is an unexpected blessing that I believe is coming your way that will demonstrate God's love for you. Hallelujah, Bazolan. Unexpected prosperity. Like I said to you earlier, we work very hard, you know, at work. We are there 12 hours a day. We are there, you know, on weekends. We are there even at home. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. And, you know, we are showing some fruit, but sometimes it's not enough to sustain us, to keep us going. Amen. It's enough for just me and my family, you know, just to keep our head above the water. But Uncle Nungulu, sometimes he comes and he says, you know, this is a season where I will ease things in your life, where I will give you something that you do not work for, because why? My grace is sufficient for you. Hallelujah. Just, you know, um, to, to, to leave a blessing behind unexpectedly where you were not expecting anything and God opens doors for you that no man can shut. Hallelujah. Nungulungulu takes you on a journey that leads you to experiencing unexpected prosperity. If you've been following Builders Church on social media, you will know what I'm talking about. Unexpected. Hallelujah. Where God being called is the source. He is the provider. He orchestrates the miracle. Hallelujah, Basalwan. And he says, bring the barrels, the empty barrels. Go poro. He says, go poro, go poro, go poro. You do not have, go poro. You do not have, go poro. And I will fill them with oil. Hallelujah, Basalwan. And God will keep filling them. The more you bring, he will fill them. The more you bring, he will fill them. Hallelujah, Barcelona. Until you do not have any other battles. What a faithful call we serve, Barcelona. We've seen 
prospers his people. And uti step aside. This one, I will do it my way. To prove to you that I love you. Just for control. The difference about God and Satan is that Satan, he can bless you and do things for you. And if it does not take credit, it does not bother him. Because he knows that people don't love him. And he can prosper you. And he does prosper people. The difference between him and God is that God wants it to be known. Hallelujah, Basalwan. And the Bible says, and God blessed Joseph and he became a successful man. And he became a successful man. It does not say Joseph worked hard. God blessed Joseph. And the blessing of the Lord upon Joseph's life opened doors. They even tried to stop him. They even lied. They even sent him to prison. But when the blessing is upon you, they can close doors for you. Hallelujah. They can take you to DC, to HR at work. But when the blessing of the Lord is there, the favor of the Lord is upon you. Hallelujah, Basalwan. I can tell you right now, in my business, I operate with the favor of the Lord. I do not pay anybody a bribe. I do not do favors to anybody. It's either you give me the work or you don't. Hallelujah, Basalwan. Why? His grace is sufficient. It's sufficient. I will survive because of why? His grace. His grace. And I love it when they close doors for me. Because now I go to God. Amen. Who sits in those places where I can't go. When they are there. Hallelujah, Barcelona. The Bible says, you know that scripture, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But if you read it the verse before, it says when the blacksmith fashions the weapon, God is there. So while the weapon is being prepared against you, God is there. Therefore, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Because God is there. Hallelujah. But because why I don't, why, why am I not, why, why, why as a child of God I'm not paying, why I'm not paying, why I'm not, okay. why, because why, why? Because I would rather be right with God than with men. Hallelujah, Barcelona. Our uh, man, it's temporary. It's me. I want to be seen. It's about me. Hallelujah. I want. I want to be seen. I want. I, I, I don't. I'm. I'm trying. I'm orchestrating things myself. I'm, I want to be seen. It's me. But with God, I know that when God opens the door, Barcelona. Hallelujah. No man can shut. And that scripture, it's not a scripture that I'm quoting for you. It's a scripture that I've experienced. I've had one project that they were trying to take away from me for years. For years. When they start, I'm like, okay, God. <laughs> Amen, Bazalwan. Because there has to be a difference between believers and unbelievers. And when they know and when they deal with you, Basalwani, because you represent God well, they know they are not expecting anything in return. I will thank you if I am touched by the Holy Spirit. You don't dictate. 
Hallelujah, Bazalwani. Amen. And I am telling you something that we are practicing. In our business, I'm, I work with my wife. We don't. Because we know who's the source. Because God is concerned about the character. Your character. Amen. We've seen so many Christians that are being swallowed by the system. Swallowed. Money, swallowed. In politics, swallowed. You get shocked. I was shocked that our president is a, form, is a Christian, was in the Christian movement. When, when Kenneth Michel was sharing the story, I'm like, I'm shocked. Why, when, 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 when we don't allow God to work in our hearts, Bazalwane, and, you know, when, when we set our hearts on certain things, they will corrupt us. And they will cause us to lose heaven. Hallelujah, Barcelona. And that it's not worth your soul. It's not worth any money. Hallelujah, Barcelona. It's not worth any money. You would rather be in poverty than to stand against the Lord. You would rather be in lack and allow God to deal with it than to stand against the Lord. Hallelujah, Barcelona. You would rather fear God than man. You see, man can do things for you up until to a certain extent. But God, he takes it beyond what man, beyond, beyond man's ability. Amen. Because why we must never compromise is because you want to sleep at night with peace. And enjoy your sleep. Because I've seen and we have friends and we have colleagues who operate like that. They don't sleep. At 12 o'clock at night, they give you a call. Hey, comrade, we need your car to go to Limbobo. You know how far, how far, how far, how far, how far, how far. Where's Paul? How far from Jovek at night? Why? Why is, the, why is the Porsche leaving your house? To pick up a girlfriend. Why? You've entered into a covenant. You do not allow God to prosper you genuinely. And if you are here this morning, and I know it has become a normal in our society, and sometimes we find ourselves doing these things not knowing that it contradicts God's word. But God says this morning, I will give you a fresh start if you believe in me. Hallelujah. He's a God, his grace is sufficient to start again. To start, it's available. Hallelujah, Barcelona, it's available. And this time around, they will know and they will see that it is he who gave you the power to generate wealth. Hallelujah, Barcelona. Amen. And God wants to give you lasting prosperity. God doesn't want to see you prosperous today and poor tomorrow. God wants to give you lasting prosperity, the kind of prosperity that will go for the next generations in your family. There are families in America and in Europe that we read about where they've been super generationally blessed for hundreds of years. 
And some of them we know nothing about. Some of them, they are not in the media. Some of them, they, they own the brands that we love. But we don't see them wearing the brands that we love, that we pay 60000 for. I'm not saying it's wrong. Hallelujah. When you have the money and God has blessed you, go for it. But what are you building? Are you building now, you know, temporarily structure that when the storm comes, it will be shaken? That when you die, your children have to start where you started? Build from where you started? Or are you laying a solid foundation that when you are even gone, you are no longer around, at the mention of your name, doors will be open for them. They will say, we know your mother, we know your father, how good and how credible they were, how faithful they were, how they loved God, how they served, how they treat us well. Because of that, God will bless them for the sake of your name and for the sake of of his name. So God, he knows that we are not free until we are financially free. He knows, that is why he wants us to give us lasting prosperity. And it is a fallacy to believe that we should only experience God's miracles in every area of our lives, except in our finances. It is a fallacy. As children of God, poverty does not bring us closer to God. It doesn't. Even Satan has stopped. Thank you so much, Hillcrest. Amen. Usatane Bazalena no longer tempts us with poverty because he knows that we run to God. He knows. David says, save now, Lord. Send prosperity now. It's a prayer of desperation. It means David was in poverty. He was in lack. He needed God to come through. So poverty drives us back to God. We run back to him, Barcelona. I am talking about myself here. I run to God when I'm in lack. When things are not, when things isn't I run to God. So Satan knows that lack and poverty makes us become closer to God. So he allows us to become successful. He allows, he does not oppose your success. Hallelujah, Basalwan. He does not. He allows you and he keeps you busy. You don't have time to connect. You don't have time to come to church. You don't have time to do it even online. You are busy. He is working you. The Bible says do not give foothold. Do not give him a room. Do not give him a chance. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. He allows you to be successful, to travel. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying it's correct. You must do it. But you must bring balance. Remember we spoke about um, grace and law, that there has to be balance. Yeah. Hallelujah, Bazon. There has to be balance. So it means when, when, when God blesses you, it means that you need to work extra hard yeah. 
in your relationship with God. It means that, you know, your devotion, hallelujah, must never be, uncom- must never be compromised. It means your time for fellowship with God must never be compromised. It means your prayer lifestyle must be intact. Hallelujah. Because otherwise, if we do not do that, we are setting ourselves up for failure. One thing we'll know, we were Christians, the next thing, we are not. Hallelujah. Next thing we are debating, this Christianity does not work. Amen. I'm left with four minutes. Amen. Let's close it. Grace of giving. Grace of giving. First, Second Corinthians chapter number 8, verse 7. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. Be generous. Be a giver, Bazalwan. Hallelujah. The Bible here says which we've done well in faith, in speech, in knowledge. We've done well in these other things. But God says here, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. Don't be a stingy believer. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. It's ungodly to be stingy as a child of God. Be a giver. Because why? We serve a God who is a giver. Allow God to work in you, Bazalwan. Amen. Allow God to work in your heart. Allow God, I'm going to allow God to work in me as well. So that I excel in this grace of giving. Because why? God is an awesome God. He's a God of increase. And God is interested in prospering us. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. He wants us not just to prosper, but he wants us to excel. Amen. To excel in the, in the grace of giving. Hallelujah. In the book of Exodus, the children of Israel brought an offering before Moses when they were commanded until they had more than enough. Until they had to be stopped to say, we've received more than enough. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. They had to, they brought, these are people who came from slavery. They were in bondage in Egypt and they get into the wilderness and God, first thing that God asked from them is an offering. Oh, wow. God, we were slaves, Moses. Amen. But the Bible says the more Pharaoh oppressed them, the more they grew and the more God blessed them. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. And they come out of Egypt with everything. That is why Moses said, um, your, your livestock. Moses said, no. Because why? God had an assignment with them in the wilderness. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So they brought until there was more than enough. Amen. Can we get to that level in this season as children of God? Where we bring until there is more than enough in the house of God. Amen, Bazalwan. So I know that the issue of giving and of tithes and offering, it's a very sensitive one in the body of Christ. 
You know, there are people who abuse the principle. Amen, Bazalwan. There are people who abuse. We give, you know, you're in some other church for sure. You gave and it was abused. You know what I mean? They were not faithful. There was no accountability. But that does not take away God's principle. God will still honor you even if that offering that they ask for, they did not use it for what it was supposed to. God will, will not look for the approval. God has seen your heart. And God will honor you and reward you because why? His word was used, hallelujah, to ask you to, 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 to ask you to come and give and you gave. Hallelujah. So it does not matter what they used it for. Unkulunkulu will bless you still. Amen. Because he said to you, give. Hallelujah. Amen. So, 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 I know it's a sensitive issue. And, and, and I know, Basil, but I can guarantee you here that, you know, at Builders Church, at Builders Church, at Builders Church, we strive to honor the Lord. We strive to be faithful in the areas of, you know, tithes and offerings, how they are handled. Amen, Barcelona. We are, we strive, we, we strive, we strive because why? We fear God. We fear God because this money is meant for God's house. That is why when we ask you to give for the building in Pinoni, you can go to Pinoni this weekend, next week. I'm sure there's no service here. You will see it for yourself. You will see it for yourself. Hallelujah. You will see it for yourself. You will see it for yourself. That it's there. It exists. Amen. So Usatane Basolana uses those situations where we were hurt. Where we saw money being abused. Usatane uses those to keep us in bondage. So that we don't experience in this grace of giving. We give but you know half clash. We give, you know, for control. We give, not wholeheartedly. Because why? We were broken. But God wants you to excel in this grace of giving. Amen, Basolan. Even the people that you see on TV who are abusing it, abusing God's people. When God's people give, God honors the principle. He does not look at the one that is abusing it. But he looks at the principle. To say you brought your 10% and you brought, you brought your offering and God blesses you. Amen. Amen. As we close, a time to prosper. The scripture that we read, we said in a time of prosperity, prosper. This is the season, this is the time. Hallelujah, Basalwan. The book of Psalms says, you will arise and have mercy on Zion. For the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. The set time has come for Builders Church to prosper. To experience the true prosperity of God by His grace. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. I know you might be here this morning, you're saying, how is God going to do this in my life? Nami, I do not know how, but all I can tell you is that believe. Believe God will do it. Unkulungulu will use whomever, whoever, 
and bless you. Hallelujah, Basalwan. You are in the perfect church, in the perfect environment. Your time as well, it's now. Amen. As the church prospers, you will prosper. It was declared that we are trusting God that as God is giving us title deeds as Builders Church, that you will receive many of yours as well. That you will come out of renting, that you will own, hallelujah, because why? When God comes and it's a season for him to prosper, be available because his prosperity is available. His grace for prosperity is available. It is a Kairos moment, Basalwane. It is a window of opportunity that Nkulunkul has set over Builders Church. He says, I will prosper you and it is the time for you to become prosperous. It is time for me and you to come out of poverty. Hallelujah, Basalwane. It is my season. It is my time. Not only just a blessing, Basalwane, but a blessing that will sustain me. A blessing, hallelujah, that I will experience spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing while I'm still celebrating last year's harvest about this year's harvest while I'm busy with the harvest from the past two years there's another harvest that is following me that is why the word of the Lord says the plowman will overtake the reaper while you are busy hallelujah celebrating things that happened in the past Unkulunkul is busy blessing upon blessing celebration upon celebration why because he's a faithful God. He honors his word. He says he delights in the prosperity of his people. It makes him happy when we prosperous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It makes him happy when we are not worried about bread. David says, I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, his seed begging for bread. My seed will not beg for bread. Your seed will not beg for bread. Why? Because God says, I have made it time to prosper. Hallelujah. So do not miss it. Prosper. Prosper. And prosper the way that God wants you to be prosperous. The kind of prosperity that, not, that does not only affect you, it affects your family. It affects, you know, people around you. It affects your neighbors. Amen. You don't even think. They ask you, oh, that person does not have money at school. You're like, okay, whoa, how much? Just pay. Mina, I saw the importance of true and genuine prosperity. When Safa did not have money to pay. They went to the Mutsipe Foundation. And they did not ask. They said, okay, how much do you need? Everybody's going to him. That's the kind of prosperity that God wants for his children. For you and I. That we, people around us, they don't have to struggle. Not so that I can shine and be the only one who's going in the dark. The only one who is successful. Joseph brought his brothers along. Joseph brought his brothers along. He understood the assignment was beyond him. He knew that God was dealing with a nation here. He knew that God was dealing with his family here. He knew he brought his brothers along. Though they sold him, though they betrayed him, he understood, would hear God has a bigger 
plan. That is why he says what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it for good. We can quote that scripture today as it is relevant to us. But it began with Joseph being faithful to bring his brothers along. Because why? It's tough to be successful and be lonely. It's lonely. Hallelujah, Basolani. Success is lonely. Being successful is lonely, Basolani. You can't share problems. You can't share that you are going through. Everybody's asking you for money. If you are the only one in the family who is successful, it's not nice. It's not nice. It's not nice. If you are the only one, why must you be the only one who is successful? Hallelujah. God's true divine prosperity is to empower you and those that are around you. That's why we are builders, church. Not only do we, we beget soul, unveil them, initiate them, lead them, and delegate them, but we help them build in their profession. That is why we have the S Connect. Amen, Barcelona. That is why we have the Bukleni Foundation. So that builders, church becomes a city-taking church. That takes over where government is failing. It takes over. Where in Nigeria, Bazolane, people are no longer running to government, but they're running to the church. In Nigeria, the church has become so powerful. And it has grown in numbers. They have 60,000 seaters, 20,000 seaters. And they've become so powerful, they've built their own universities, have their own curriculum, have their own schools. They are no longer dependent on government because this government is not going to help us unless they become saved. So God says it's time to prosper. And this prosperity, Barcelona, must not be limited. It must not be short-sighted. It must not. It's, it's about you for now. But at some point, it has to become about the environment around you. Hallelujah, Bazolan. In such a way that we've made it intentional in our business and trusting God can we be on our feet. We made it intentional in our businesses that when we find the right kind of people that carry the heart to, to work in our business, that number one, they must be seen with how much they earn yeah. beyond the market value. Yeah. Sure. When you work for us, we've made it our Monday to say, do you, you, you can't rent forever. Yeah. How much deposit do you need? Come on. Come on. Come on. Because why we've realized that people don't know. Yeah. They come from poor background. They don't know. They're not aware. Now that God has enlightened us. Yeah. When they say thank you, you say no, but it's God. Yeah. It's God. Yeah. What we do is we bring God to the equation. Yeah. We let God to be celebrated. Yeah. The next thing is you see them coming to build a church in Pinoni. Yeah. Driving all the way from Chobek to Pinoni. Yeah. Why? Because God is getting the glory. Yeah. And that's all what he wants. Hallelujah, Barcelona. God is such a fair God. God gives you a million rand. Then he says to you, I need 100,000. But, but, the way it's called, I'm going to say, 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 I
And as soon as we do that, Malachi applies. You are cursed with a curse. Hallelujah. Hi there. This is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you.